Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And guess what? We are in the vibe of Thrive. I came up with that today. I can't believe it. I was sitting there doing a show live today, and all of a sudden it came out of my mouth. And I, I turned to Benny and I said, wow, how many years did it take us to come up with that vibe of Thrive? Well, that's what you're tuning into. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, and I'm glad to be chatting chatting with you tonight. We have got a great, great show for you tonight. And I've been so looking forward to having this conversation with Dr. Lloyd Watts. He's joining me here today because we are talking about what you could probably think of is screaming out in the headlines today. If you're not thinking about money, you're probably praying about it. And so today, the conversation with Dr. Watts is about the flow of time and money, how to create a full and prosperous life. No, not your past life or your future life, this life. So economic meltdown, why not use this time as an opportunity to finally learn the principles of long-term financial security? And I'm thinking to myself, now he tells me. So we've got a great conversation that we're getting ready to have with Dr. Lloyd Watts, and he's the Chairman and Chief Technology Officer of Audience, Inc., an award-winning technology business he founded in 2000. And besides that, you're going to hear about why there are people that say that this is the man you want to talk to when it comes to the flow of time and money. He's joining me here today as we sort of step in that labyrinth that labyrinth of conversation between what it means to create wealth, what it means to know that you have created it, and what it means to know that there are principles that each and every one of us can learn and that it is never too late to learn it. And so joining me here today to kick this conversation off is someone that is ready, willing, and able to talk to us about the secrets of wealth creation. Hey, Dr. Watts, welcome to the show. Hello, Dr. Pat. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm just delighted to be here. Well, I'm telling you, we're going to kick it up a little bit here because, you know, your book, uh, which is, I think it's great, and thank you so much for using diagrams in the book. That was absolutely important for me because I'm a visual and a picture sometimes you know is worth think, a thousand words. I think most people are. That's why I did use the uh, extensive <laughs> use of the diagrams in the book. I wanted to make it easy to absorb the key ideas, and I found that you know those little bucket diagrams that show money flowing in and flowing out and accumulating and recirculating. It just makes it so that anybody can grasp the key ideas in a way that you you couldn't get any other way. Absolutely not. So here's what I love. Let me start out with a question that I ask. I would say about 99.9% of the people I've ever talked with on radio. And, you know, I've read and just shared with our listening audience just a little bit about who you are and, and honestly just a little bit. And, you know, the question always comes to mind, how did this guy do it? I mean, you know, Lloyd, how did he do it? 
and they wonder if there's something special about you. So the question that I want to ask you is, you know, in in all that you've done, in all you've accomplished, in the book that you've written, in the products that you have, what are some of the obstacles, what are some of the challenges that you, Dr. Lloyd Watts, has had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a fantastic question. You know, something I, I, I think about that in the you know, context of my own life and the, the, the people that I know that I look up to as great successes. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a common element to all the people that I know that have achieved great things. Uh, Carver Mead, my, my mentor at Caltech and uh, entrepreneur uh, advisor, is, is one of those people. You know, all people, whether they've, they've achieved great things or they've achieved small things or they're still working on their first achievements, you know, we all struggle with disappointment, uh, discouragement when, when things are not going well. You know, everybody faces into those. Even if you've had big successes, you still, everyone's solving problems all the time. One of the things that's common to everybody that succeeds in the end is an element of persistence. You know, just keep staying on it. Uh, don't give up. Those are, you know, timeless, you know, timeless principles of success. Just, you know, you can't succeed if you give up at the first sign of difficulty. Staying focused on your long-term goals, you know, knowing where you're trying to get and just persistently, you know, going after them. You know, I, I wish it was more mystical and more complicated than that. But just <laughs> long-term focus and staying on what your task is, you'd be surprised how far that gets you. Well, uh, and I love what you're talking about. I've shared, uh, you know, I've shared quite often about the power of perseverance and how I learned that from my stepmom. Um, you know, this is a woman that had uh, two children by the age of 14 and never gave up. Wow. And, you, you know, when you talk about it, uh, you're talking about a topic, a topic that is very, let's call it emotionally sensitive to people. Yep. But I, I go back to what you've written in the book. And for those of you that are just tuning in, I want you to know that I've been really looking forward to this conversation with Dr. Lloyd Watts. He's joining me here today, the author of the, the book, The Flow of Time and Money, How to Create a Full and Prosperous Life. The first sentence out of the gate, you, you talk about or you say, if you want to have a full and prosperous life, you need to understand how time and money work. Honestly, I've never heard that really before, and it probably isn't something that the average person would say, he wants me to learn what? Yeah, How yeah. did that relationship come to you? Well, you know, it, it started, it, the initial impulse was to try and, you know, I wanted to be financially successful. So I, I figured, well, I, I wanted to understand how money worked. So I, I read books that described, you know, sort of the, the how to become wealthy process. and in the in the process of looking at how money worked, I realized you know the basic idea is we all have money coming in, you know, flowing in. We we spend it, which is like money flowing out of a bucket, water flowing out of a bucket and through the holes in the bottom. What most people aren't doing is finding a way to keep the money in the bucket and to get it to recirculate. That's what investing does for you. So it makes it so you get new money to flow in that's not dependent on you know you're you're working for money, spending time to get money. You gotta find a way to make money make money for you. So the, the, the basic principle of keeping some of the money that flows into your life and getting it to recirculate and regenerate is the, the, the key idea that all successful wealthy people have found a way to do. When I, I realized, I started thinking about time the same way though, that time flows into your life. We all get 168 hours a week 
and we have ways of spending it, wasting it, and investing it in a way that generates a, a return. When we invest in our education, we're, we're learning something that pays a dividend, makes it easier for us to do more powerful things uh, that, that benefit us in the long run. So the, the flow of time and the flow of money are very similar to each other. Um, so those were the, the kind of the, the connecting ideas. And I found basically I could understand the way that time and money worked in a common framework, and then I could apply those principles to making you know, my good use of time help me make more money, that is by learning about you know, financial things, learning how to make better investments. And, of course, the more money you make, the more time you get. Obviously, if you get to the point where you can live off your investments, you don't have to have a job anymore, so therefore you get eight hours a day that you didn't have otherwise. So the more time you have, the more money you can get. The more money you have, the more time you can get. And you get into a positive, virtuous cycle where both elements of your life are, are feeding each other. That's the state of grace that we all hope to get to. At least that's where I want to get to. And once you have that machine working, time giving you more money, more money giving you more time, you get to the point where you can help others. And finally, that's really what it's all about. You get to, you can make a difference in the lives of others and make your biggest contribution to the world. That's what motivates me. I'll tell you, it's so important right now. And I think, you know, earlier when you were answering, a, you know, the first question I asked you, you had mentioned, you, you know, a mentor, somebody that was important to you. And I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, because there, there is a, a growing body of, of, of folk out there that are looking at their lives and they're thinking, wow, I, I see what he's doing. I see what she's doing. But it's too late for me to get in the game. Uh, There's also another group of folks out there, another growing body of, of folks that are saying, you know what, this is time for me to make my move. It's go. time for me to figure this out. And they're, they're asking the question, but who do I go to? Who can show me the way? And so <laughs> I wanted to ask you, given what you've written, who are the people that helped guide you? What have they said to you? And what's most important to you in helping other people? Well, happy to answer that one. You know, I, apart from, in addition to my parents, who were very strong uh, mentors for me, um, there were two businessmen who really took an interest in me and provided me with a kind of both education and, in fact, financial support. The first one was a, a man named Alan Crawford, as a Canadian businessman who saw that I was showing the signs of becoming an entrepreneur and took an interest in me. He actually uh, invested in my education, helped uh, actually helped pay my tuition for uh, my graduate studies, and then took an investment position in my company, um, showed me the ropes, helped me form my first corporation. Al is an amazing mentor, and not only did he do that for me, but he did that for about 40 other young entrepreneurs uh, that, uh, that, that came out of, you know, that lived in Canada. He's a Canadian, you know, Canadian businessman. So Al Crawford was my first mentor. Carver Mead, my advisor at Caltech, was my second one. And uh, uh, building on the, the the foundation that I had with uh, Al, um, Carver introduced me to the venture capitalists in, uh, in Sand Hill Road in Silicon Valley and helped me get my company financed. Of course, he was my educational mentor. I did my, my doctorate degree at Caltech with him. So uh, I've I've been incredibly lucky to have really wonderful mentors Help me both with their time and with their money. That's what we find. I, I find that these, this sort of class of mentor wants to do. They've, both of these men are extremely successful, 
and they reached a point in their lives where they, they wanted to pay the debt forward. I've actually talked with both of them about their mentors. In a way, we're carrying on a tradition of feeding the, the knowledge and the experience down to the next generation. Once you hit a certain level of success, you want to pay the debt forward. And um, that's something that they did for me. And my writing of the book is is the, one of the steps that I'm taking now that now that my company is starting to, to, to do well, starting to take the time to help other people out by showing them the way with the book, at least the way that I think it works with the book. And uh, as the company gets more and more successful, uh, my, you know start to do more philanthropy, actually helping people with money as well. At the moment, mostly it's the, the time that comes from the teaching. You know, this is it's 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 so wonderful to listen to you. I, I don't know if you know that, but um, you know, you're you're kind of like a regular guy. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, I, I I don't know if that sounds a little weird to you, and I don't know if you ever thought I'd even say that to you, um, but you are. You're like a regular guy, and well, I am a regular mean, guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if people go look you up on the on, on the internet, you know, they look up LloydWatts.com or they go check you out. They're going to see this amazing, you know, technology wizard. They're going to see articles about you. This is what people need right now. They need regular guys, and not just guys, regular men and women that are out there saying, there's a way we can create our future, harvest the best from life, and help others do the same. And that is really for me, what I see and what you're doing. Thank you so much. You know, when I've, we all have this image of, you know, re, you know, great people throughout history, people who have done amazing things, Albert Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, those are the, you know, sort of the intellectual heroes that we all, you know, they, they be, they're icons that we think of. Um, you know, so what is it that made those people special, so, so highly productive? You know, is it that, you know, was there something about them that was, you know, were they supermen or did they have a different kind of brain than the kind of brain or body that, that we have? You know, I, I don't think so. I think what, when you look at what differentiated them, they just kept on working. They kept on learning. They never stopped learning. The, the, the mentors that I've had, Carver and Al, th- these are guys that just, just, you know, they didn't stop learning when they finished high school or when they finished university. They kept on learning. The, the property of lifetime learning leads to such a different outcome. If you just keep on working, keep on learning, you learn more and more, and then you get to the point where other people start to help you learn. You know, that is, they teach you things because they see that you know you're promising in some way. The end result of a lifetime of learning with other people helping you is so vastly different than a lifetime where you 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 stop learning and just sort of stay constant. That's, I think, what distinguishes the, the, you know, the people who have achieved phenomenal success from people who who've chosen not to. I think it's a choice, and uh, you know, I don't think it's that that people are superhuman. It's that they've they've just kept on working and they've kept on learning. You know, uh, and thank you for sharing that because I really do believe that's you know what you're talking about, what we're talking about today is truly a formula for success for so many people that are listening to this show live and the other people that, need, you know, will listen to this show either downloaded from their iPod or their cell phone or the many, many ways now that we get to communicate and stream and and create this 
you know, ripple effect of, of, of information across the internet and beyond. I mean, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, your message is, look, there's a formula. I wanted to ask you about, you know, what it is that you've created in the flow and time, uh, and money, the flow of time and money, and what you've learned as the person that created it. Sometimes we learn more from the process of what we create than what's actually in that final product. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the, the, the process of writing a book like that and then having it go out into the world and make friends and come back, now I'm getting that uh, this strong sort of echo effect as the, the book goes out, touches people, and makes a difference in their lives. Some fraction of the people that are affected by the book come back and they they want to somehow get involved in in promoting it, um, and you know now I'm having this this enjoyable uh, activity of of getting these people involved in letting other people know about it. Uh, you know you you learn a lot from the people that want to come and get involved in the in the project. Um, uh, there was a, a Brian Eno was a, a musician that uh, a famous ambient musician that gave a talk in at Stanford about ten years ago, and he said a work of art is not done when you put the last dab of paint on it. You know, when when you think you finished the art, it, it's merely mm-hmm. born. Then it's it's done when it goes out into the world and makes friends. And ten years later, then you can judge what that piece of art is. You know, what it's accomplished, but it has to go out in the world and have its impact. Um, I, I'm experiencing that firsthand with the book. It's gone out to the world. It's it's made some friends, and friends are coming back now and wanting to get involved in it. And it's it's regenerating in a way that I couldn't have predicted when I when I wrote the book. It's a remarkable experience. It's amazing. And you know, and I want to just mention to everyone that if you're just tuning into the Dr. Pat show, I'm, I'm like thrilled. I'm thrilled that I'm finally getting to have this conversation with Dr. Lloyd Watts. The book is The Flow of Time and Money, How to Create a Full and Prosperous Life. And, you know, the book, as I said earlier, will guide you through and literally step by step show you what the flow of money and time is. It shows you about the accumulation of capital. It shows you about how you can continue to build upon that which you have, even in this very moment. And I wanted to ask you, Lauren, about a couple of things that I believe are, are important to people listening today. You know, one of the things um, that, I, that, I, that I wanted to, to mention has to do with today's economy. Sure. And, and I mean has to do with today's economy. It's, it's, it's everyone's perception of today's economy. Yeah. What would you say are the greatest lessons that every one of us could learn from what's happening in the world economically right now. Oh well, there's some big and big, easy and obvious ones. You know, I suppose now it's it's obvious to everyone in retrospect. But you know, one of the, the messages in the time and money are intended to be timeless. They're you know these are the principles of how to how to establish your wealth, how to grow your wealth, how to do it safely in a way that doesn't expose it to undue risk and you know create the possibility of uh, big losses in value. One of the key principles is to live within your means. So that is so that you can you can grow your wealth and then invest it safely in things that that grow and really create value. One of the the anti principles, one of the things to not do, is to take on excess debt. You know, debt is a 
a big multiplier on your risk. And when you're when you're leveraged or margined, uh, and you and you have debt, when someone comes back and calls you on that debt, or when the the money the investment that you've purchased with borrowed money goes down in value, and then someone calls you know calls the loan back, you can be in a horrible situation. You know, a house of cards where the bottom card gets pulled out. Well, that's bad when it happens to an individual, and. You know, there's all kinds of advice about avoiding credit card debt and, you know, living within your means. Personally, what we're seeing now is the result of the collective behavior of millions of people that have taken on too much debt, so at the individual level but on the large scale, and large corporations that have taken on way too much debt, actually loaning money to each other in, you know, unsubstantiated ways or unsecured ways, and then the bottom card gets pulled out from you know the bottom of this spiral house of cards. All of this is largely around excess unsecured debt. So the, the word debt is the is the scary one there. And the, the book is very clear. You know, stay out of debt. Don't go into debt in the first place. If you are in debt, here's the formula for how to get out. And I'll just say it on the radio here. It's you know put 20% of your income into paying off your debt. And you know if you're you know, it might take you a few years to do it, but put yourself on this path to get out of debt. Then you find yourself back on level ground. Then 10% of your income to accumulate capital until the point where you know you've you've bought you've got enough money that you can do a small deal. And then, you know, over a period of some modest number of years, you can parlay that into bigger and bigger deals, and finally reach the the big deal stage where you know you can you can do something really substantial. Usually, it's a corporation involving a fairly large number of people. If you want to get all the way that you know that far into the system, you know that's how all really substantially wealthy people have done it. This is a general general formula for how to really become wealthy in a safe way and how to get out of trouble if you've already gotten yourself into trouble. You know, and I love what you just said because what it means is it's it's about progress. I mean, you know, and, and I use the term progress not to mean about you know national or global progress, but individual progress. It's that twenty percent that you you take and you put towards paying that debt off that really makes the difference. Yes, and you, totally. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we get we get tricked sometimes because we look at the size of the debt and we say, "Oh man, that little twenty percent, how's that going to work?" Uh, well, twenty twenty percent of a person's income is usually a pretty substantial amount. Most people, I, I think, just are unlikely to want to actually part with the debt. You, you know, you get used to taking on the debt. If you've accumulated debt, it's probably because you've, you know, a person has been buying things on credit cards, not really thinking about how they would pay it back. The paying it back part is, you know, difficult to contemplate, and it, it means, you know, the, the time has come to pay the piper, and now, now you actually have to reach in and, and pay it back. You know, people don't like to hear that, and uh, it's it's unfortunate when you have to say it. But honestly, I I, I don't believe in sugarcoating things or you know, telling people what they want to hear when it's in fact bad for them. I think it's better to say the truth and show people how to really, you know, if if they are in a hole, then guide them to the point where they can stand on level ground. And then, yeah, absolutely. And then the next step, you know, t- put the ten percent of your income now into getting your little plane off the ground. And when you start doing small deals, that's like getting your little plane up into the thermals where you've now got lift. That's actually lifting your plane up higher and faster than you could possibly go just on its own strength. That's, you know, wealth building is like that. Get yourself to level ground, get yourself in the air, get some lift, 
get lifted higher than you could ever possibly fly without without the lift. And then go through the slide and glide of life. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, for folks tuning in, I'm thrilled. Yeah, you've got, really those, you got those rhymes going, the thrive and thrive. And thrive. The, what was it? The vibe of thrive. I mean, the, my show has always been talk radio to thrive by, right? There you go. And then today, out of my mouth, you know, I get come up with the vibe of Thrive. And, you know, that's really it. And that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk with you about today, you know, because you also talk about attitudes of wealth creation. And I think it's important to talk about that because, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong here, uh, Dr. Watts, if if I'm sitting in the gloom and the doom of my life, you know, contemplating, A, all the debt I have, B, the success I could have been, I could have been a contender. You know, I mean, how does all of this either help us achieve what we want to achieve or become a major obstacle? You know, uh, our, our attitudes are what help us or hurt us. Uh, you know, we can go further down if we, if we have negative, atti- negative attitudes and we can recover from anything with, with the, the positive attitude and the belief that the situation is recoverable. So, uh, you know, there are, there are attitudes about wealth that can cause people to, to choose to go into debt. Uh, I talk about those various attitudes, uh, a lack of ability to defer gratification, for example, uh, you know, a desire to look wealthy even when we aren't. Those are the main ones that drive people to, to take on credit card debt. You know, I want to buy a fancier car so I can impress my friends or impress, impress people that I don't know yet. Um, that, that is one thing that will drive you into debt. Um, you know, we we want to be wealthy, but it, even if we aren't wealthy, well, then maybe we'll just look wealthy. That's what buying things on credit does for you. For mm-hmm. me, I I'm willing to wait for something that's real. And you know, so at the you know one layer, there's there's attitudes, and below the attitudes, there's integrity. You know, the the integrity of I, I want good things, but I want them to be real. I want mm. I want to be truthful and honest about it. I want to have them when I'm when I'm ready for them and when I've earned them. There's there's an element of that 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 set of attitudes around honesty and integrity drive uh, drive the next level up of my of my behaviors. Um, but I always want to be on solid ground. But the beauty of it is if if you do have that attitude of honesty and integrity, honesty with yourself, integrity with money, integrity with other people, the downside exposure is so much less. Right? I'm not in debt. I don't owe money on my car. Uh, you know, I'm not exposed to the risks of somebody coming back and demanding this debt back from me. You know, mm-hmm. a, a debt is an obligation to. And now you're you're indebted to somebody. Somebody has something on you. I don't want to be in a position like that. I want to be in a position of strength, with the you know the ground firmly underneath my feet. And you know that's really what we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about wealth creation. But you know, there's a thought that just came to mind which I'd like to refer to as empowered wealth. I mean, it's that sense that you get to know that, you know, there is a destiny that each of us get to create around this. You know, one of the things I was really struck by in in the information I read about the book and about the work that you do uh, with people is, uh, you know, is looking at um, the issue of how women are or are not financially in, 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 in financial IQ is what comes to mind. Uh-huh. And I know that as a woman. I mean, you know, honestly, uh, Lloyd, I mean, I could go back in my life and I could think, wait a minute, where did I learn about money? Uh-huh. And if I did learn about it, what was that lesson I learned? What did you learn? I yeah. wanted to ask you about women 
in contemporary time right now, <laughs> and where are we? Oh, man, that is an amazingly good question. You know, it, it's, I find that particularly important because when I give seminars and workshops, one of the things I'm finding is that a large number of the, the people that come to attend the seminar or workshop, they're often women and typically between age, say, 30 and 50. That's, that's where mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, a real uptake. And often as a part of the, the seminars and workshops, I'll have people you know, introduce themselves and talk a little bit about their circumstances. One of the messages that comes through when pe- when women are women in the seminar are talking about why they're they're in attendance of the seminar is they're saying, well, you know, up until now, I haven't been that interested in knowing how how finances work. You know, I've either it hasn't been a priority, or I was married and my husband was taking care of that, or you know, there were all these reasons why it wasn't such a big priority. Something seems to happen, or at least something has occurred to the to the ones that I've spoken to, where they're saying, I've now reached this point where I suddenly care about it. I suddenly have realized that this is something that I need to understand and I need to be good at this. I can't count on somebody else to do it for me. So something happens where they change from not being interested and not being motivated to understand it to suddenly caring very much about it and now hungry for someone to explain it properly. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm finding in the feedback from the book is that the simple diagrams, this, this way of explaining it that makes it easy to grasp and easy to understand, and it just plain makes sense. That is extremely welcome. This, this group of people is just saying, finally, someone who explains this in a way that makes sense and I can understand it easily. That seems to be very welcome. And the other part of this, and I think that's so important, and I don't know if you've touched upon it, is that you don't really talk down to people about this. I mean, I honestly, I mean, when I said you're a regular guy, that was an actual compliment. And what I really mean by that is that you and I are having this conversation. This interview is going to be listened to thousands and thousands of times by different people. Thank you. And women are going to be thinking, I need to get a hold of this man. I really need to find out who Dr. Lloyd Watts is, and I need to speak with him because you're not talking down to people. Well, certainly not. I mean, you know, this is something that I feel can be explained simply, and it should be explained simply. It's something wrong if it has not been explained simply. And, uh, you know, I just I would like to share what I, what I think is easy to understand and make it easy for other people to, to understand it. The feedback that I'm getting is, yeah, this is this is simple, and yeah, I do get it. And in in many cases, I'm getting the message, I didn't know it was this easy. Okay, I, now I see what I need to do. One of the nice things about the book is that it breaks the the stages of wealth creation into four steps. So you basically, you know, the, the four stages are you're in your, the the youth and education phase where you you know you're neither in debt nor have accumulated much money. You're just kind of you're, you're revving your, you know, revving the engine up on your little plane, okay? And then the next phase is where you start to accumulate capital by paying yourself first 10%. Now you're getting your plane just a little bit off the ground. Not flying high, but you are getting it a little bit off the ground by accumulating money and, and not spending it, not wiping it out. And then once you do your first deal, the, the small deals like buy a condo or start a small business, those are the, the kinds of small things that you can do only needing a modest down payment. If you do two or three of those little deals, 
you find yourself now quite high up in the air. Your little plane is well off the ground, and now you're starting to get some real lift. That is, you have access to the kinds of deals where you can put in a fairly large down payment, a big deal because you've done a few small deals and you have the money, and now you get access to the kinds of investments where you can get a really big return. The more money you have, the bigger the return you can get. It's really hard to, you know, to make money with only a small amount of money. It's a lot easier to make money when you have a large amount of money because the risks are lower. Uh, the, the people who can help you that, you know, you've developed networks with, uh, it's just, trust me, it's just easier. The, the, the more money you have, the easier it is to make more money. And, you know, and, and this is really, this is a message that many, many people have been waiting for. And, you know, and I want to get back to kind of, uh, you know, a few things. But before we do, let's make sure everybody has your website. I think they could also, they could they could check all of this out at uh, www.flowoftimeandmoney.com. Thank you. Um, would, would that be where you direct everyone? Certainly, yes. Flowoftimeandmoney.com. Uh, you can also, if you remember my name, then uh, lloydwatts.com. And uh, that links to the Flow of Time and Money website as well. So both of them work. And, of course, you can buy the book there. Um, it actually links to Amazon. Uh, and uh, there, there are also bookstores that are beginning to carry the book now. Right. And you could also, there's a video, if you go to the website, flowoftimeandmoney.com, um, there's a video. I would encourage you to kind of click on this and, 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 and meet uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Watts in person through this message. Thank you. Uh, you know, People right now um, are, are, are kind of thinking, am I ever going to get out of this? And I, and I want to bring this issue up in a, for a couple of reasons. There are the people that I, I think if we were to kind of look at the different stages that you've talked about, for example, yep. you know, if you're in that early stage and you're you, like my producer, Benny, and you, and, you, and you kind of put some money aside and maybe you bought your home and, and so forth, you're feeling, I'm going to get through this storm. As you kind of move through the stages, and I would imagine that there's a parallel to life and age uh, with some of this, but there doesn't have to be. Some of the folks that are kind of in the latter stages that are thinking right now, wow, I really don't know how to start over again. I know that I'm, I'm in a place where I know I shouldn't have gotten that debt accumulated, but I really had to live. I've worked all my life. I understand the value of integrity, but, man, am I in a tough place right now. And I wanted to ask you about that. What would you say to folks that perhaps didn't accumulate debt to the point where they were living above their means, but they're finding themselves, especially small business owners right now, really between a rock and a hard place? I totally hear you, and I understand that. Well, you know, when I described the four stages of wealth, that was the the steps that take you upward. So if you start mm-hmm. on level ground and you you get your plane going up in the the four the four stages, that's what happens when things go smoothly and you go straight on up. The, I also describe what I call the two traps. Uh, the first one is the save and spend trap. That is where instead of accumulating capital so that you can invest in the small deals, you 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 follow the piggy bank and allowance method of training. Remember you talked earlier about your your financial training? Where where did I learn money and, you know, what did I learn? For most people, the answer to that question is my parents gave me an allowance and told me I needed to mow the lawn or, you know, do clean the kitchen or something like that. I'd, I'd learned that I had to work for money. And then they gave me a piggy bank and told me that I needed to save up money so that I could buy something nice. 
right? Yep. That, that's, for most people, that is the extent of their financial education, piggy bank and allowance. And what that trains you to do is to save money in your piggy bank, so you get your plane about 10 feet off the ground, and then buy the nice thing that you've been saving for, which wipes it back out, right? And then you save up again, and then you wipe it out. So you're, it's like your plane is sort of skipping on the runway, but it never actually takes off. Right, I right? get it. See what I mean? Well, I got it. That does not get your plane in the air. It skips it along on the runway, and so you're you're with all the other people sitting sitting on the runway, skipping around, wondering why I'm not flying. And you're looking up, and there's Donald Trump up in up in the the airplane. You know, clearly has achieved a lot of wealth. Somehow he managed to get his plane in the air, whereas others are just driving around. The trick is to get the you know to get the plane literally off you know, off the ground, up in the air. You have to be able to put the money into the piggy bank or, you know, into the special investing account and not take it out. That's a that's a very tricky mental adjustment. Remember you said about the attitudes of wealth? Yeah. That attitude right there is the first the first one that most people don't ever take. How can you put the money into the account and not spend it? I'm going to let, just well, sort of let know, that hang there for a second. That's the big D, second. isn't it? Pardon me? That's the big D, discipline. Right, but you know, it's it's not it's not just about discipline. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is it is there's a component of it that is about being disciplined, but it's actually about knowing why. Why should I leave it in the piggy bank? If if it's just piggy bank, then there's no reason to leave it because come back ten years from now, it'll still be the same amount in the piggy bank. You might as well have spent it. So in that sense, it's kind of like putting a sandwich in the fridge. You might as well eat it today. Don't you know? Don't come back ten days from now and expect it to taste very good. It'll still be the same sandwich, but it just won't taste as nice, right? If you think of it as a, as a thing that's not going to actually grow for you, you might as well just spend it and enjoy it now. Here's the difference: the thing that most people don't realize the the point isn't just to put it in the in the bank and then spend it later. It's more like rabbit farming. It's more like, no, I'm going to put two bunny rabbits in a cage, and I'm going to feed them, and I'm going to let them grow a lot of bunny rabbits. And then I will spend, you know, I will spend the children of this money. When you have the idea that the money is going, that you put in is going to grow and make more money for you, now you've got a reason to, to put it in and not spend it. You're not going to spend that money. You're going to spend the children of that money. And now the trick becomes to, to become good at at breeding rabbits, if you continue with that metaphor, right? To make your money make more money. That's the trick. So you, to become a good investor, to become a good entrepreneur. But that's why we put the money aside, to get our business off the ground so that it can make money for us. Now, coming back to your, your earlier question, though, but what about the person who's gone into debt? Well, that's the second trap. I just described the save and spend trap, which is like flying, you know, being on the runway but never actually getting off the ground. The, the borrow and spend trap is what happens if we go into debt. In that case, you know, if the plane on the runway metaphor, it's now like pointing your your plane down into the ocean and taking it down to the bottom of the ocean. You know, you're not even on level ground anymore. You've gone, you know, you've gone below sea level. In that case, so what should we do if, you know, if we've now gone, you know, gone negative in in net worth, the only way you've got a chance of getting your plane in the air is first to you know, come back up to level ground. There's there's no avoiding it. The only way out is to swim back up to, you know, uh, back up to sea level. So, you know, I'd, I'd, there's there's no other answer for it. You have to come out of debt somehow. And the only way to do that is to start take taking some of the money that you're currently making and apply it towards the debt which you legitimately owe. 
I mean, honestly, you borrowed money from somebody a while ago. Time has come to pay it back. It's, you know, it's put one foot in front of the other. As, you know, my, my folks have always said is, you know, there are a lot of things we could say. I mean, we, we've heard things like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be in the game to win. I mean, whatever it is, there's an action that someone needs to take. Yes. What you've been able to do in the book, uh, you know, the flow of time and money, is to say, look, I, I've given you a blueprint here. Yep. You know, this is how this stuff works. Yep. Here's where you are. Figure out which part of it, the, the phase or stage you're in, and plug in. And here's the answer. Um, how do you, when you work with people, how do you keep people encouraged to stay on track? Actually, you know something, that's, that's not difficult. Once people see that there is a way out, and that there, there's a straightforward process to get them where they want to go. If they want to become wealthy, then there's a way to get there, even if you're in debt. Well, there's a path that says pay the debt off until you get to level ground, then accumulate capital with 10% until you get to the small deals. There's a path that shows them the way. You know, it, 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 takes, it takes two things. We've already talked about the persistence and, and sort of the discipline aspect of it. The other, the other thing it takes, though, persistence and discipline without knowing what to do doesn't get you anywhere. You have to know mm-hmm. what to do, something that really will work, and then be persistent and disciplined in following that thing. If you have those two things, knowing what to do and then the ability to actually go and execute and do it and continue that for as long as it takes, that's what it takes to succeed. People, I find, they're, they're encouraged instantly because they can see that they've, they've been given a roadmap that shows them how to get where they want to go. And then, you know, I kind of drive with them for the first 10 feet and say, look, here we are, and get on this road with me, go down this way, and they can see I am now closer to my goal. Before I was standing still or facing the wrong way, the encouragement part of it I find not difficult to do. People are instantly encouraged once they feel like they're on the road to recovery or on the road to success. That's, it's, it's encouraging by itself. Progress itself is encouraging. Well, you know, this is really a conversation that for many people that um, are listening to the show and some will fall on the side of, you know, I really get this and others might fall on the side of, I get it, but I don't know what to do next. We covered sort of the conversation around women who are so eager to know, you know, how does this financial a mystery work. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, why do some people get it? Why are most of them men? And, you know, I know this is important to you because I know you speak about it. Um, there are women that are over the age of 50 as well. Yeah. And, you know, they find themselves in a especially difficult situation. I wanted to ask you, you know, in getting out there now with the book, what are women saying to you, or is it men and women that are sort of worried about uh, uh, their financial status and situation and, and the future? Well, both, both are worried about it. I mean, especially the, the current economic times have got people uh, um, sort of in shock and uh, in some cases confused about what to do, as well as people have their own individual reasons. Even without the economy going down, people may have, already accumulated debt or uh, not been on the path that they wanted to be on. So there's individual reasons to, 
to feel concerned, and then there's environmental reasons to feel concerned. But it's universal. It's not just men, it's not just women that are feeling it. What I am, I'm just noticing that uh, that the, the the demographic of women in the 30s to 50s seems to be um, seems to be coming to the seminar and uh, particularly receptive to learning about it in a way where where they talk about not having been interested before and suddenly being highly motivated. So that um. I'm seeing something something changes in that time period, you know, around that age, where they suddenly start to care where they didn't before. I, I, there, it's it's also the case that there there are often men that come to the seminar, and they tend to have different motivations. Um, the the men that that come to the seminar fall into two groups, either those who have accumulated debt and are eager to learn how to get out of debt. The other group are the uh, the, the, um, the wealth builder types, people that they, they, either they're in debt or they're not, but, but their, their motive is not recovery from debt. It is, I want to I become very wealthy. You know, so highly motivated for you know, real riches kind of thing. So the, the rich seekers and the, the, the people that are in debt that's the, the pattern that I typically see in the men that come to the seminar. The women, it's often more, now I have to take care of my finances in a way that I never thought I would, and now I want to understand this. And then once they understand it, then they start feeling like, okay, now I can put together a plan that will allow me to be safer, to be more secure. A small number of them show signs of really looking for you know, you know, real dramatic wealth accumulation, Many of them are are simply happy to understand how the game works and to play it to the point where their their needs are covered and you know, they can look after their families. Wow, and you know one of the things you do talk about in the book as well is you know stepping into this place where we realize our dreams. Yeah, you, you know, and and being in that place where each and every one of us, I'm sure, all of you listening to the show. Um, you have a dream for something, yep. whatever that is. And you talk about mastery. And I wondered if you would share your perspective on mastery and why it's so important and how it, it moves us towards that place where we're actually in the airplane, we're up in the sky, <laughs> and we're gliding to the greatest realization of the dream that we've thought about for most of our lives. Wow. Well, that, that's a that's a beautifully phrased question. Um, thank you for giving me the chance to, to answer that. Um, well, I I do believe that um, that, that people have a, a higher purpose, something that they are particularly well suited for, something that they love to do. Often, uh, I will find that. Uh, that people have forgotten what their dream was or forgotten, you know, maybe not, not reconnected with what their higher purpose is. To me, that's a very sad thing. When, when I see someone who is, is just existing, who has either given up or forgotten on mm. what their essence is about, to me, that's a, that's a lost opportunity and it's, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it, it's, a, it's a missed opportunity to really live and fully enjoy their lives. So, uh, of course, I encourage uh, in the book to to contemplate well, what is it exactly that I'm that I'm here for? You know, how much 
time do I have left on this earth? And how am I going to make the biggest difference to the world? And at the same time, how am I going to enjoy my life and, and make the biggest difference for myself? In my own case, I want to enjoy my life. I want to, I want to enjoy the good things that life has to offer. And I do want to make a difference to the people around me, people that I care about, people that I love, my employees, the people that I work with, at the company that I'm fortunate to have founded. I would like to bring success to everybody that's, that's around me, and I'd like to bring it to myself as well. Um, so the, realizing the dream, then, there will be a particular set of ways that, that any individual person is best suited to do. You know, I happen to have an engineering background. Uh, there's a, a science component, a mathematics component that happens to be suited to me. There are other people I know who are brilliant artists, uh, other people I know who are brilliant musicians. All of those people do what they do, and they got really good at it because they love doing it. And they, they, they were pursuing their own individual dream, but getting really good at those things so that they could make a difference and enjoy, enjoy doing it and then be rewarded for it you know that to me that's that's what re, you know really living is all about when you do that you know you enjoy your life that much more and in fact the the wealth and riches uh and support from other people come because people people want to be around others who are who are enjoying what they do who who are succeeding in what they do all of these things have a uh, this positive feedback effect the the you know the, the phrase the rich get richer um, yes, absolutely. The the more money you have, the easier it is to get more money. Uh, the more friends you have, the easier it is to get friends. Everybody loves a winner. Phrases like that, they all have this positive feedback sense. The more you have of something, the easier it is to get that thing. Well, I think that's true for, for money, for love, uh, for friendship, for knowledge. The more you know, the more other people who know a lot will come and help you. You know, gymnasts uh, get chosen to participate on the on the best teams and they get the coaching but you from the best coaches but you have to get to a certain level before the great coaches will work with you that's one of those things the more skill you have the more the great coaches will help you get even more skill most things in life like that are they're positive feedback the more you have the more you can get and the trick is to find the thing that you can get that whole process started on find the thing that you're good at find the thing that you love to do develop that to the point where you start to get that positive feedback to occur. Wow. You know, I, I, I'm mesmerized. I could, I could sit and listen to you for forever. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us here tonight, Dr. Watts. I mean, you know, you are an individual. For those of you that are just tuning in, my very special guest today on the Dr. Pat Show is, the, you know, the author of The Flow of Time and Money, How to Create a Full and Prosperous Life. You can go to his website, uh, flowoftimeandmoney.com, and, uh, you know, find out uh, how you can connect, perhaps uh, attend a seminar, perhaps get plugged into the community, and more importantly, get a copy of the book and change your life. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, that I want to talk with you about as we wrap up here, first of all, I want to thank you so much for joining us here it's tonight. It's my pleasure, Dutch Pat. Thank you. Brilliant conversation. And then... You know, and sort of in a in a last sense of what we say tonight, you know, I I can't help but think of of you and your life and the entrepreneur you are you are, but also, you know, you're you're an individual that has five patents that you've created. You know, your name is all over technical journals, and 
you're now here with this book that so many people are being drawn to. What does your family make of this? <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's a lovely question. Um, well, uh, my, I know that my parents are, are proud of the fact that, uh, first of all, that, I, that, I, that I'm making a difference uh, with the, the company that I founded. Uh, but they, they saw when I was starting my company in, in 2000 that that was the time that I began writing the book. And, uh, I, you know, I think that they could see that I was starting to look towards paying my debt forward, you know, taking the, mm. the, the mentoring that we talked about in the early part of the conversation, yeah. Alan Carver and that my parents have given me, that, that I hadn't just received their teaching and then just sort of, you know, put it to my own purposes and, you know, it, 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 I wasn't being selfish with it, that, mm-hmm. I, that I wanted to validate that I had it working. But once I felt like, you know, I, I think I've figured this out, I, putting it in book form was my way of saying this is the best way that I can think of to share it with, with other people. If it, if it truly is helpful, then it will take off. And uh, it's beginning to look like that's, that's the case. So family, you know, parents are proud. My, uh, my lovely daughters uh, told me the other day that uh, they, were, they were proud of it and uh, pleased to see that uh, things were going well. So. Uh, so far, people are people are both pleased and a little bit amazed that it's uh, that it's going well. And and who is Stephanie Watts? Stephanie Watts is my oldest daughter. She's uh, 18, mm-hmm. going off to college now, and she's uh, uh, she's mentioned on the website and in the book. Uh, she's also a very fine photographer. Yeah, and, I thought uh, she took your picture. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She took the picture that's on the front cover of the book and that's uh, on the website. We did a little photo shoot about uh, eight months ago or so. She's a fine photographer, and uh, I was proud to to use her work on, on my book. And you know, and that's really how I want to end this show, because as I said throughout this show, in a very complimentary way, you are really a regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, that's but you have, <laughs> you're a regular guy with an extraordinary message, and I don't want to lose sight of that. Thank you so much, Dr. Watts, for joining us here today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. I I mean, what you've done is incredible. I want to thank you. I know our listeners are for the better uh, in listening to what you have to say. So, again, everybody, as I said before, uh, flowoftimeandmoney.com is the website. Uh, Incredible author and amazing individual, Dr. Lloyd Watts, joined us here today. And I hope you've heard something that will help you realize that you can have the juiciest of lives here on this planet. And as Dr. Watts has said before, get that plane off the ground, get it up there in the sky, and experience the slide and glide of life. Until next week, everyone, I'm your host, Dr. Papasilli, if you want to find out more about us go to www.drpatradio.com or the drpatshow.com. And remember, you too can be in the flow of time and money. We'll see you next week. 
Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yogurt Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yogurt Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight, and the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Perfco Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perfco Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perfco Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, OfficeMax, and other local stores. Visit PerfGoGreen.com. That's P-E-R-F-GoGreen.com.